welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode of the podcast slash vlog, I'm going to be talking about how to get your family interested in going on overlanding trips with you, as well as kind of like the logistics, right? Like what changes when you take your family with you? If you're new to the channel, my name is Fletch. Welcome. Um, basically, I put out a couple videos per week, kind of focusing on overlanding stuff, gear reviews, do-it-yourself mods, trip reports, things like that. Um, so if you're into overlanding, do-it-yourself mods, anything like that, um, definitely consider clicking that subscribe button below. Um, also check the links in the description below for uh, access to Facebook, Instagram, and my podcast channel. So I'm on all those major sort of podcast channels and Facebook and Instagram. Um, so come join the, the uh, conversation over there. I'd love to have you. Or check me out at allthingsoverlanding.com. So before we dive too far into the episode, I did just want to briefly touch on all of my featured partners. Um, these guys are all awesome, right? Like these are just little small businesses that make some amazing products or have some awesome free services or things like that that you guys could benefit from. So I just like to bring them up every time that I do a video. Um, again, links in the description below to all of them. So definitely if you are at all interested in anything these guys offer, go check them out below. Um, starting with Overland Addict, uh, awesome, awesome guy, awesome shop located in the Missouri area. Um, they sell everything to do with overlanding. So definitely check them out. Um, next, Last US Bag Company, amazing company that makes some super high quality overlanding bags, uh, custom things just kind of for overlanders like you and myself. Um, very reasonably priced, very awesome stuff. So definitely want to check them out as well. Um, more Overland Expo is coming up in February of 2021. I'm getting super excited about that. It's the largest uh, overland style expo in the Midwest. So you're going to want to check that out. Again, click on that link down below to, to check them out and get your tickets. And then last but not least, Northology Adventures. Uh, click on that link down below. Go to the website. If you scroll down to the middle of the page, they have an amazingly beautiful overlanding magazine. It's totally free to sign up for digital delivery. They send it out every month. I actually wrote an article for the November issue about kind of like overlanding and building relationships and meeting people. Um, so you'll definitely want to go check that out as well. Um, so without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Guys, so on today's episode, there's a few main sort of topics that I want to cover with how to get your family to go overlanding, right? So starting with, how do you get them to come with you, right? I know for me, my wife is not a huge camper. My kids are kind of like, you know, most kids these days, they'd rather play on their iPad, they'd rather watch TV. They don't really wanna go camping that much, right? So how do you get them to go with you? That's one thing I'm gonna talk about. Um, also, how do you make it fun for them, right? Like, not only do I want them to come, but I also want them to have a good time. I want them to have memories from this. And I don't want them to like hate it, right? I don't wanna drag them along and make them just like, 
do it because I like it. I want them to want to go, right? So how do you do that? And then last, logistics. So, you know, obviously I'm used to, I'm a big solo overlander slash camper myself. So when I go, I'm used to just like whatever I need is what I take, right? So there doesn't take much gear. I don't have to pack a ton of stuff. I can kind of just hop in the truck and go with very little uh, preparation. But when you're bringing, you know, I have a couple kids, we have a dog, um, I have a wife. So like that's, it just all, you know, multiplies, right? So how do you kind of figure out those logistics and what are some things you need to think about? Um, so let's start first with how do you get them to come with you? Um, so again, I'm going to kind of talk through a few ideas that I've got here, but here's the thing, right? Like if you're new to the channel or if you have been used to the channel, you know, I'm just a normal Joe, right? Like I'm just a guy from Indiana that enjoys overlanding. I like camping. I like taking the truck out and going and exploring. Um, but so when I say that I have some tips, like I've been doing this for a few years now, so I feel like I do have some good information. But again, it's not going to be the end all be all every single thing that you would ever need to know, right? So if you guys have some tips, if you guys have some things that you've tried that, you know, work for you to get your spouses, significant others to go with you, um, some things that make the logistics a little bit easier or some things that you do for fun to keep the kids interested when you're out camping or overlanding, uh, post up in the comments below. I'd love to hear from you and I will respond to every comment. Um, so let's start with how to get them to come with you, right? So what I kind of have found works is, you know, a lot of the trips I like to go on generally are like really exploratory. So I'm like, I'm going to drive 12 hours to the upper peninsula of Michigan and I'm going to go up there and I'm going to be up there for five days. My wife and kids would never, ever do that. They just, they're not interested. They don't care that much. They're not as into it as I am. They don't want to be stinky. They don't want to not have toilets for that long. Like there are a number of cons for them, right? So start smaller and start nearby. If they've never been before, you know, I have recently, and I may throw up some video here of that, I've done some backyard camping trips with my kids just to kind of get them into the habit of camping, to get them used to sleeping outside. Um, that way there's still some safety, right? If they start to freak out or, or I need to like defer to mom to like take them over because they're, they're losing their minds or they get sick or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, starting in the backyard or starting pretty close to home is just a good way to kind of see how everybody's going to do kind of, again, get them used to that idea of being outdoors, used to being away from toilets, used to, you know, really camping, sitting around a campfire, keep, keeping themselves occupied and entertained. Right. Um, so definitely do that. Um, Another tip, so if you want them to go with you, I will say the first time that I ever convinced my wife and my kids to go on an overlanding trip, we went to the National Forest in Indiana, which is about two hours away from me. Um, I'm used to that, and it doesn't seem that long of a trip to me, but when you throw two kids in a car and the wife, and we're driving for two hours, and they're like, okay, when are we going to get there? Why are we going this far? Couldn't we have just gone to a local state park and paid a couple bucks and camped there, right? Um so on your first trip, you know, if, or if you are going to go farther away, right? So when you, when you get past that whole, like, hey, we've camped in the backyard, everybody gets how this goes now. When you're going to go a little bit farther away, do not wait to leave until, like, you're going to get there at dark. So, again, when I'm solo, I don't really care, right? If I get there earlier, that's fine. It's better. I can get some firewood. I can get everything set up in the light. It's better. But if it's 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, but I made good time and I got there, that's fine for me. But when I took my wife and kids on that first trip, and we drove a couple hours, we left about four or five o'clock. <clears throat> so everybody was hungry, everybody was cranky, we stopped on the way, we got some food, then we had to drive for another hour. We finally get to Hoosier National Forest, 
and I go to my little spot that I've got on my GPS that I really wanted because it was a perfect spot for like the family. It has lots of cool things to see and it was nice and we get there and it's taken. With National Forest, again, if you're new to overlanding, it's dispersed camping. So it's first come, first serve. There's no reservations. You don't have to pay anything, so that's the pro. But the con is if you get there and the spot's taken, then you're out of luck. You have to go find another spot. So we got there about 6, 6.30, and uh, we're driving around. The first spot was taken. I go to another spot that I know about. It's taken. We go to a third spot. It's taken. And at that point, it's like I'm losing their attention. I'm losing their patience. They're, the wife is getting mad. She's like, I don't know why we did this. The kids are going, when are we going to get there? Why is this taking so long? And it was kind of a nightmare. And then we finally found a spot, and it turned out okay. It was a lot of fun. Um, but it definitely like decreased their interest, and it also sort of decreased their confidence in me that it was getting to be dark, and we hadn't eaten you know, really yet. We hadn't been out of the car. We hadn't set anything up. Um, so definitely leave earlier, right? Like if you're going to go on your first, you know, slightly long distance trip, leave in the like middle of the day or early afternoon if you can. Try and get there by dinner time so that you can get everything set up. You can relax. You know, you don't want to be rushed. You don't want to be trying to set up in the dark. You don't want to have everybody be angry or mad or, you know, disappointed that you couldn't find your spot. So definitely leave early. Um, another thing that's really important. Um, if you've been on overlanding trips before, you know how easy it is to forget stuff, right? Like it's not... It's not super easy um, to remember everything because there's a ton of stuff you generally have to bring. Um, I have advocated many times in the past for like a checklist, and I still do. I do an Excel spreadsheet, and I throw in there like what it is, where I'm packing it, and whether it's packed. So I've got, you know, a few columns, and it says like, you know, sleeping bag, pillow, food, drink, you know, fire starters, just every, there's so many things, right, like that could ruin your trip. You could go all the way out there and bring literally every single thing and forget a lighter, and not have a fire and be screwed, right? So that's what I'm saying is make sure you pack the right stuff. Make that checklist. Use the checklist. Um, think about what your kids are going to need. Think about what the wife is going to need. Think about, you know, again, as a solo overlander predominantly, a lot of the times it's really easy. I'm just like, oh, I'll grab a couple hot dogs. I'll grab some ramen. I'll be fine. My kids won't eat ramen. One of my kids likes hot dogs. One of them doesn't. So, like, you really have to think about, like, what do they want? What is going to make them happy? What is going to make this a positive experience for them versus, like, a horrendous, I survived, but I hated it kind of experience, right? Um, so think about keeping them happy. Um, you know, on the trip, too, I know this is kind of against the whole idea of overlanding. Honestly, especially when we just go, like, the couple-hour drive to Hoosier National Forest, I give my kids the iPad in the car. I, I just let them have it because I don't want the trip to be so terrible that when we get there, they're in a bad mood and they don't want to camp. So they get the iPads on the way down there and then we get there and the iPads go away. And then, you know, I'll talk here a little bit about how to make it fun for kids, but then you can kind of wrap things like chores and stuff into it that give them something to do, engage them and make it a little bit more fun. Um, but again, on the trip down, if it's a longer trip, just let them have a good time. Take some books, take some iPads, let them watch some shows it's fine to do that as long as they're entertained. And then when they get to camp, they're like refreshed and they're ready to go. Um, <clears throat> and then last, uh, talk it up before the trip, right? Like I find that if I just kind of like say it uh, like a month in advance, I'm like, hey, we're going to go camping. We're going to go overlanding um, in a month. And then I just let it go. And I'm, I'm excited about it. And I'm making my checklists and I'm packing stuff up and I'm getting ready. But then like the day before, I'm just like, hey, guys, can't wait for camping tomorrow. And they're like, wait, what? I thought I was going to get to play with my friends. I thought I was going to get to play video games. I thought, you know, whatever. Then when you throw it on them, then generally it's it's a bad thing to them, right? Um, so what I recommend is kind of like a week, week and a half out, like start talking about it. 
start hammering on it, reminding them that you're going to go, talking about things that they may want to pack, having them get engaged and involved in it, asking them what books they want, asking them if they want to go to the library, right, and get some books to take with them, asking them if they want to take some drawing stuff, asking them if they want to take airsoft guns, like, you know, ask them and get them involved so that they're helping you plan it and helping you pack for it. So that it doesn't sneak up on them and then all of a sudden they're like all crying and upset that they have to get drug away from their video games or drug away from home to go camping. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so part two, how to make it fun for the kids. So I kind of mentioned this in the last sort of section, but making it fun for them is important. And one of the ways that I do that, and I'm not 100% sure that this is common, um, but it's really worked for me. And we, we did Cub Scouts for a while, and like we kind of went with a number of different people. And you know you have all different types of people, people that have never been camping, people that are big campers, that kind of stuff. Um, but what I found was, there were a lot of people that just kind of like showed up and like expected like someone else to make a fire, expected someone else to set up the the tent for them. And they just kind of like hated every minute of it because it was all work, right? Um, what I do is I've kind of prepped my kids and kind of made them know that like chores are part of camping, right? Like one, it eats up time. Two, it makes them tired. Three, it keeps them engaged and involved in the process. And then four, it's just, it helps me because then I don't have to do literally everything the minute that we get to camp. Um, so what I mean by making chores part of the expectations is, you know, again, when we go camping, I let them have the iPads. When we get to camp, the iPads go off. We hop out of the truck and I'm instantly assigning in jobs, right? I'm, I'm, I'm giving them things to do. I'm saying, hey, you each need to grab your backpacks, right? I'm going to get your tent and we're going to go set it up and you're going to help me. You're going to help me hammer in stakes. You're going to help me put the rain fly on it. You're going to help me open up the door. You're going to put your backpacks in there. You're going to unpack your stuff. You're going to get your sleeping pads. You're going to get your sleeping bags. You're going to get your pillows. We're going to get everything set up. We're going to zip it back up. We're going to be good on the tent. Then once we're done with that, um, we're going to talk about, you know, setting up all the stuff to camp, like the chairs. So going around the fire pit, getting some kindling, collecting wood, um, setting up, you know, all the kitchen stuff, kind of getting like dishes and stuff like that out, getting the food out. Um, so they help with all that stuff. And again, if you're thinking, oh, my kids would never do that. The only reason they won't do it is because you don't tell them that it's a thing, right? Like if they go there and they're like, oh no, I'm, I'm not helping with that. I've never helped with that. Of course, they're not going to do it. But if you say, hey, this is how camping is. Like we all work together. We're all a team. Um, this is the fun of it, right? Like doing chores, collecting firewood, setting up the chairs, putting the tent out, setting up your sleeping bags. That's part of it. Then that becomes the expectation. Um, so that's what I've kind of done with my kids. And I've had a ton of success with it. Like, again, when we go to Cub Scout stuff, like a lot of the times, a lot of people are complaining about it or saying it sucks or it's not fun or, oh, I have to do all this stuff. And my kids are just like already set up and they're like, all right, what do we do? We want to go hiking? Like, what do we want to do now? Right. Um, so definitely getting them involved, making them understand that there's stuff work that needs to be done before you can relax and play is a good way to get them to sort of have a good time and, and also be involved in the process. Um, <clears throat> Another thing is coming prepared with outdoor activities that you can do. Um, so like my kids have become huge fans of Airsoft. 
And they're 7 and 10, so they're pretty young. We've got the masks and everything for safety, and we've got really low-powered, kind of like little BB uh, handguns that couldn't even break the skin if you wanted to, if I stood an inch away from you and shot you. Um, but it gives us something to do. We run around in the woods, and, you know, they enjoy playing war, and, you know, it's the two boys versus me, and we kind of just run around in the woods and hide behind trees and, and shoot airsoft guns at each other, and that can last like an hour, hour and a half, two hours pretty easy. Um, so bringing stuff like that is good. If you can bring like cornhole boards or bring board games or, you know, there's a million different things that you can do. When you're running around in the woods, though, be cognizant that, especially with little kids, like they have a tendency to scratch themselves, run through thorns, get hurt. Um, so which I would always recommend in any situation, but especially if you're bringing your family and kids, have a first aid kit. Because something, you know, as small as, you know, running into a branch or something like that with kids can turn into a big situation where it may ruin your trip or, or take you back out of the woods if you don't have the proper gear to kind of like keep people safe and make sure that everybody's okay. Um, so definitely bring a first aid kit. And then kind of last for how to make it fun for kids, I like to create activities that are specific only to camping. And what I mean is like, you know, so like my kids play iPads all the time, which is why the second we get to camp, the iPads go away. Because I don't want them to be like, I don't ever want to be like, hey, let's go camping. And they're like, meh, I can play my iPad at home. I'd rather just sleep in my own bed and just play iPad at home. Like when we go camping, there are things that we do out there like the airsoft battles that I mentioned that we only do when we go camping. So conversely, I don't like let them play with the airsoft guns at home. They go up, they get locked away. They aren't allowed to play with them at home for a variety of reasons, right? Like I don't want them shooting their friends. I don't want them shooting pets or other people walking behind the street. Like it's just... People don't like to see kids running around with guns in a neighborhood, like all that stuff, right? But it also forces them to kind of associate that uh, airsoft gunplay with camping, which they enjoy. They love that stuff. So like when I say we're going to go camping, we're going to take the airsoft stuff, they're excited, right? They're like, oh, yeah, that's when we go camping, we play airsoft. Um, another thing that we do that they don't do a lot at home is drawing. Um, so we'll bring like a clipboard and some paper and some pencils and stuff, and we'll say, hey, Go in here and draw or go in here and write some things or, you know, that sort of stuff. And they they actually, both of my kids like to draw. But at home, again, there's so many distractions. There's TVs, there's iPads, there's friends coming over, there's pets. There's just so many things that they barely ever actually draw at home. But a lot of the times when we go camping, we'll say, hey, it's time to get ready for bed. Let's It's 8 o'clock. Let's go into the tent. Why don't you sit in here and read a book or why don't you sit in here and draw for a little while? They get excited about that and they go in there and they'll actually like draw a bunch of pictures and be like, hey, here's us sitting around the campfire, dad. And it's it's really cool. Um, but so again, coming up with activities that are specific for camping that make memories for them, that get them excited about camping, all that stuff is a great idea to kind of get them bought in and get them having a good time. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And so then the third part of this episode, if you will, um, camping slash overlanding with your family, is logistics. So again, I've mentioned it several times. I am a solo overlander slash camper most of the time. It's really easy for me to, you know, toss a backpack in the truck and grab a couple pounds of hamburger and grab some buns and some mustard and ketchup and just hit the road, right? When you are going with your family, 
it can go bad really quick. Like you can, if you don't think through the logistics of it, you can get there without the right stuff. You can get there without enough food. You can get there with food that your kids don't like. Um, there's also a lot of things to consider regarding logistics, like the amount of gear that you're going to have to bring. Again, when I go by myself, I've got one folding chair. I've got my rooftop tent that has all the stuff I need in it to sleep. And that's about it. Um, but when I'm taking the kids, I've got four times the kids and wife, right? Instead of just me, now there's four of us. So we've got four times the chairs. We've got four times the, the bed rolls. We've got four times the sleeping bags, four times the pillows. That's a ton of stuff. And that can take up a ton of room. Plus, you've got four people in there. So you've got, you know, three more seats than the one when I go by myself that are taken up by people. So you really have to think through that. Like there have been multiple times that I have an Xterra and it's not a huge SUV, but it's not, you know, it's not a two-door regular cab, regular bed pickup. And <clears throat> we'll get ready to go. And I'm like, I don't even know if I can fit all this stuff, right? With all these chairs and pillows and sleeping bags and everything. I don't even know if I can fit it all. So you really do have to kind of like pre-plan, pre-pack out, make sure that you've got enough room um, and just be thoughtful of like the stuff that you're going to bring because it gets really easy to bring just tons and tons of stuff that you don't even need and then like ruin your trip because you don't even have room to pack it all. Um, so be thinking about that stuff, the packing and the planning, that sort of things. Um, another thing from a logistical standpoint, I kind of mentioned this in keeping the kids uh, busy, but it is a logistics thing. So again, when you get to camp, when it's just you, it's really easy to set up one chair and pop up a rooftop tent or pop up a, you know, a little small easy up tent or something like that for yourself. But when you've got, you know, a spouse, kids, maybe pets, that sort of thing, there's just a lot more stuff that needs to be set up, right? Um, so, you know, what I have done to both engage the kids and the wife and keep them occupied, um, as well as like to help me logistically, like how do I get all this stuff out is again, giving them responsibilities. So like we get to camp instead of me having to set up all the tents and set up the rooftop tent and set up all the stuff for cooking and set up all the chairs and set up the folding tables. And if I had to do that all by myself, they would be mad at me within the first half an hour because nothing would be set up. So again, I give everybody jobs. We delegate things out. I say, okay, boys and, and wife, you go and set up the tent for the kids. And while they're doing that, then I'm setting up the rooftop tent and then I'm starting to get out the chairs and then they come back and they help me with the chairs. And then while they're setting up the chairs and, and that sort of stuff, I will have them, the boys start to collect firewood and I'll get a little small fire going, you know, start that stuff. Then while they're putting more wood on it and kind of getting the fire really going, I'll go over and start setting up the, the cooking stuff and getting stuff ready for dinner. Um, so again, working together, keeping everybody engaged, keeping everybody involved and helping is both great from a logistical standpoint where you don't have to do everything by yourself and it's not like just a giant labor, um, but also it keeps everybody engaged and having a good time and, and it helps the time pass, right? Where they're not just waiting on you to set everything up. <clears throat> and then of course, if you're new to camping, right? Like I've always been sort of like a run, run what you brung kind of a person. I'm kind of like a budget-minded overlander slash camper, if you will. So like I am not by any means advocating like saying if you have, you know, a couple kids and a wife and, and your chairs are really big, like they're the old school kind of like folding Walmart or Costco style chairs and they take up too much room, like go out and spend 200 bucks and buy a bunch of new fancy small tiny aluminum folding chairs or click chairs, you know, like I've sort of reviewed before that are sweet, but they're like 80 bucks a piece. Like you don't have to go spend a ton of money. Use what you've got, but just be cognizant of it, right? Like think about how much stuff you've got, how much room it's going to take. And just try and plan accordingly. 
and go out there the first time. Again, don't let yourself get analysis paralysis, right? Like don't let yourself get so worried that you don't have the right gear that you put it off for months or even years where you're like, well, I just have to save up a little bit and I need to buy a rooftop tent, right? I just have to save up a little bit and I need to buy four click chairs. You know, like just go with what you've got. Going is the best thing you can do. And that's also how you can learn the fastest. Like, it's a huge pain point for me to have these four chairs that, you know, two of them are broken and they're old and they're huge and they take up a ton of space. Like those are my big thing that take up the most space. Okay, that maybe is your first priority, right? Then you know that these huge chairs are uncomfortable, they're broken, they take up a ton of space. So maybe that's what you focus on next. And then when you can, you upgrade, right? Same with tents, same with hammocks, same with whatever you're you're running, right? Like, again, just get out there and learn from it. Do not hesitate to go camping. Do not hesitate to take the family with you because you don't think you have the right gear. I see that happen way too often where people are just terrified. They're like, oh, I just, I got to wait. I got to have a brand new Tacoma with $20,000 worth of gear and rooftop tents and traction mats and all this stuff. No, take your Prius, go out there, spend a night in the woods and you'll really quickly figure out like where the priorities are, right? Like what do you need to do? Um, So yeah, that kind of covers the logistics side of it. That is the bulk of this this episode. So um, I hope that that was helpful for you, right? I hope that that helps you kind of convince the family, convince the kids, convince the spouse to go out and try it out. Um, <clears throat> again, just a couple of years ago, my wife had never been overlanding at all. Like we had never been anything more, you know, difficult, if you will, than like a state park with full-fledged toilets. Um, and when I took her the first time, again, I went too late. I made the mistakes that I'm telling you about in this video, right? And even so, though, she was still like, this is really cool. Like, it was, it's just a different experience. When you're out in the middle of nowhere by yourself and you get to experience the sounds of nature and you're you're actually in, a, like, a private place where it's not 20 other people, you know, back to back to back to back in a state park at, like, assigned camp spots. And you hear people coughing and babies crying and dogs barking all night. Like, if it's just... The peacefulness of being alone in the woods is so worth it that you just have to try it. Um, So yeah, as I mentioned though, again, if you're new to the channel, if you made it this far, if you're listening on the podcast, go over to YouTube, search for All Things Overlanding, or if you're on YouTube, click that subscribe button down below. I put out a couple videos a week, again, like gear reviews, Xterra stuff, do-it-yourself mods, trip reviews, like where did I go, how did I get there, how did I plan for it, that sort of stuff. And then I do this podcast slash vlog once a week too. Um, So I'm putting out tons of content for you guys. I'm trying to help you guys out with with ways to do things, with how-tos, that sort of stuff. Post up in the comments. Let me know what you want to see. Let me know what you want to hear about. Um, I this Actually, this episode came from a subscriber. It came from my brother-in-law who said, I have a, you know, a newborn baby and I have a you know, two-year-old. I don't know if Parker's two or not. Pat, you tell me. I'm sorry. I don't know kids' ages. Um, but like he actually gave me this idea and said, dude, I'd love to hear, like, how do you like go with the family? How do you get out there? Because I'm new to camping and I want to do it. Um, so thank you, Pat, for that idea. But you guys give me the ideas, right? Like, again, I'm I'm here for you guys. So you tell me what you want to hear and I'm happy to do it. Um, also, as I mentioned, though, down in the description are the links to my featured partners. Again, all awesome, amazing companies. So definitely click through those. Check out their stuff. If you're going to buy overlanding bags, get them from Last US Bag. Don't get them from, you know, some other competitor because these guys are like the legit real people. Same with Overland Addicts. Same with More Expo. Go to More Expo. And then Northology Adventures as well. So definitely check them out in the description below. Um, but so that wraps it up. That's pretty much it. So again, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Take care.